Hi, and welcome to the B2B Marketers on a Mission podcast. I'm your host, Christian Klepp, and one of the founders of I'm Blake Consulting. Our goal is to share inspirational stories, tips, and insights from B2B marketers, digital entrepreneurs, and industry experts that will help you to think differently, succeed, and scale your business. All right. Hey, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the B2B Marketers on a Mission podcast. I'm your host, Christian Klepp. And today, I am thrilled to welcome a guest into the show from the Isle of Man. Now, for the listeners out there, please don't be a cheat and don't start Googling it, all right? <laughs> I, I, bet, I bet many of you don't actually know where the Isle of Man is. But on to something more important. This gentleman is a successful entrepreneur who's built up his business even during the pandemic. And he's also established a presence for his company over here in Canada. So without further ado, Mr. Dylan Healy, welcome to the show. Hello, Mr. Clef. How are you doing? I'm I'm doing well. I'm doing well. And yourself? I'm very good. It's an honor to be on the show, man. Really appreciate it. No, we're really thrilled to have you on. So, uh, you know, why don't we just get the ball rolling, Dylan, and uh, just, um, you know, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Sure, sure. So um, I am the director and co-founder of Animation Explainers. Um, like Christian said, I live on the Isle of Man, uh, which is a sm- very small island in the middle of the Irish Sea between uh, Ireland and Britain. Um, my co-founder lives in Dublin, in Ireland, uh, Aaron Connolly, and we run a global explainer video agency, uh, servicing a lot of clients worldwide. Um, and this time last year, I was actually in Toronto. We, we met this time last year, Christian, yeah, um, we did. at a conference and, yeah. uh, and it was, it was, it was great. Uh, it was a great conference. Yeah. Um, and we build up some clients, so we we've been working with um, TD Bank, Thinktel, Tetra Biopharma, mm-hmm. uh, YSM, a big charity in Toronto, My Health mm-hmm. Center, Exchangely, they're a crypto crowd out in Markham. So, um, mm-hmm. so you know, it was a it was it was a great experience out in Toronto. Well, those are yeah yeah that, that's really an amazing background, Dylan, and uh, thanks for sharing that. And I do remember that event. Uh, you know, it's funny that we keep talking about this now. Um, that yeah, we met on an in-person event, and you know, we we don't at least here in North America we don't have too many of those these days. And uh, who knows when those are going to start coming back, right? So, I um, uh, hopefully after Christmas. I think um, this um, Oxford trial looks set to to roll out soon. So I hope there's a there's a bit of clarity soon. Yeah, indeed. And, you know, let's, uh, let's uh, hope for the best, keep our fingers crossed. And in the meantime, we just, you know, we, we, we keep on going, right? Exactly. So, yeah. All right, Dylan, talk to us about a recent project that you've been working on that's gotten you really excited. Yeah. So, um, you know, talking about, um, you know, talking about the vaccine, um, this is a really uh, interesting project we were working on for a company called mm-hmm. Lumasite in Charlottesville in Virginia. Um, and their mission is to provide researchers with uh, diagnostic tools that accelerate uh, pharmaceutical dis- discoveries. And um, mm-hmm. so the the team at Lumaside came to us to try and explain a very complex process um, and how Lumaside's technology is revolution re- revolutionizing the the vaccine industry. Um, so that was really timely, and I th- and uh, we're working on a second video at the moment with them. Wow. No, I mean, uh, that, that's, a, that's a great story. And I think it's incredibly, um, I, I, what's the word, apt or appropriate for this, mm-hmm. uh, for this period and even, <laughs> uh, even moving forward. 
Um, and you, you know, you brought up something which I thought was incredibly interesting, and we're definitely going to discuss that uh, in further detail. Um, you, you know, you said something about simplifying sure. um, something that's complicated, and I think that's really something that you've built. Um, you've built your business around it. You've built your core area of expertise around it. So yeah. let's jam on that a little bit further, because you know that's clearly an area where you're a subject matter expert. So you you are in the business of doing animated explainer videos. So just give us a bit of background here, Dylan. Like, you know, what got you started on this path? So um, myself and Aaron, we um, we met. Uh, we I was living in Dublin at the time, and uh, we mm. both got an internship at Marketo, EMEA. You probably know right. them yourself, uh, Christian. Yes. Um, pretty big um, MarTech company um, mm-hmm. who have actually been recently acquired by Adobe, I think. But yes. um, my myself and Aaron, we had the intern job, uh, and we all remember those jobs, Christian, where you're, oh, yes. you're, 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 you know, you're doing the grunt work, you're doing the Excel, mm-hmm. you're, you're, but, but in, you know, you're learning these skills, um, you know, prospecting, uh, finding people on LinkedIn, building lists and clients out for the sales development representatives. So, right. looking back, it was it was such a valuable experience, um, and. Um, I think Aaron kind of um, we were having we were talking uh, about Manchester United at the water cooler one day, and Aaron said, mm. "You know, there's a there's a great demand for these animated videos online," mm. and uh, it just it it got us. There was something about these animated videos uh, that got got us thinking, so we we developed a website. We we started meeting after work, and mm. Aaron's quite technical. Um, whereas I'm quite creative, so together right. we're we're a really good sort of partnership, and um, and yeah, we just got the ball rolling rolling from there, and we we landed our first client, uh, a guy called Joe Arthur, his name name is, mm-hmm. in a company called mm-hmm. uh, Mingo Coin. Um, right. It was this crypto. It was the summer of 2017, Christian, when mm-hmm. crypto was really kicking off. Um, yeah. And what we saw with these guys is that these guys were really technical and they knew knew their stuff um, in the crypto yeah. space, but they didn't know how to uh, get their message out there uh, and do it in a way that was visually appealing. How to package it. Right? Exactly. So yeah. so we kind of um, piggybacked uh, on on that sort of trend that was going on. And, um, and the rest is history. It really snowballed from there, you know? Yeah. No, that's a great story, man. And especially that you guys, you know, you identified um you identified this gap or the so-called unmet need in the market. And you know, you, you found a really um great way to like, you know, um address that need and package your services. And uh, as you said, the rest is history. And uh, you know, anyone that's taken a look at your website or your portfolio of videos can, you know, can see that, you know, you guys do or produce a lot of great work, right? So no, thanks, Christian. Appreciate it. Um, yeah. But it, you know, it's 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 a long journey, and it's you know, you kind of have to. Your first few clients, you always, you know, there was one story that's quite funny. Um, okay. We we um, we had a client called Mingo Coin, right? And they yeah. had uh, and they they liked the video, the first video, okay. Yeah. And so they ordered two more. I was working in a, basically a call center. It was a it was a really um a miserable it was a very miserable place right it was a call center yeah. and it was for a company uh it was uh, a company called accenture and we were in there and i got a phone call yes. during the day and this guy said dylan we need two more videos so i was like okay yeah. i didn't even know how to to send an invoice at that point um okay. later in the projects we messed up on the voiceover so i had to mm. go out to my car in the middle of the day 
and uh, put my jacket over my head and record the voiceover with the script. <laughs> so, so I mean, I and and my fellow colleagues were looking at me, going past, like, "What is he lost? Has he lost his mind? Has he yeah. lost?" But it, but because there was a deadline and they needed the voiceover and they needed it mm-hmm. re-recorded, uh, you know, it's just the things you do, I suppose, when you're at that bootstrapping stage. You literally do anything to to get the clients you need and bring the business forward, you know? Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. And I mean, <clears throat> thanks for sharing that, but needless to say, you're obviously not recording, you know, doing any voiceover recordings that way anymore. It's <laughs> no, it's all, it's all professionally done now. Uh, but I used to do the, I did used to do some of the voiceovers, but unfortunately mm-hmm. the, the Northern uh, Liverpool uh, Irish um, twang, uh, mm-hmm. it does, it's not very, po- it's not very popular for most of our clients. So, you sure. know, they prefer your type of American accent or, or you know, right. UK, English, London accents, or yeah. even an Irish accent is very nice. Um, so, mm. you know, it just depends on the client. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, just um, talking a little bit further about this, you know, your entrepreneurial journey, just tell us about some of the, uh, the challenges and the obstacles you faced early on in that journey and how, how you overcame these challenges. Sure. So, hmm. I think um, the biggest the biggest challenge I think for us was funding. Um, mm. It was getting the cash flow that you need to kind of realize the vision that you have in your head. Mm-hmm. And I think the first year of business was always a struggle. And we mm-hmm. were kind of living on month on month, Christian, because you know yeah. we we had bootstrapped the business. Um, luckily, myself and Aaron were, um, you know, we just we were fresh out of college, so we don't have any obligations in terms of, you know, loans or mortgages or mm-hmm. wives or mm-hmm. any, you know, any sort of uh, big um, commitments in that you know that life brings. So yeah. that was really hard to get the cash flow up to a level um and you know your sales might be doing well but you know if you have a look at your bank account and your finances sometimes uh getting the cash flow in you know in order to build a business up and roll out a bigger strategy is i think that's the the hardest challenge and obstacle that faces any sort of entrepreneur at at that sort of level yeah absolutely yeah um you take it for granted when you have a bit of finance in the in you know in the bank and i I suppose that's why a lot of folks you know go out and they they get finance in you know or they go for seed funding because it just makes it that that easier um Mm -hmm. but i think i'm glad we never we never sold out because you know it's a 50 50 partnership between myself and aaron and and i Mm want to keep it like that no that's good that's good um yeah, let's let's go a little bit macro um, for this next question, Dylan. Sure. Um, so, according to an article written by WordStream.com, um, explainer videos have not only become extremely popular, but some sites have also boasted that um, their conversion rates have increased by as much as one hundred forty-four percent. All right. So, mm-hmm. just one one more time, one hundred forty-four percent after they included um, an explainer video on their website. So. Here's the question, and I'm pretty sure you get asked this all the time, but why do you think animated videos are so effective, most especially in the world of B2B? And why is well, what is it about this type of visual storytelling that appeals to viewers over other content forms? Sure. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I we work with a lot of fintech, um, cybersecurity, pharmaceutical companies. Uh, quite often, their service or product offering is complex, and yeah. uh, you know, their founders are they find it very difficult to verbalize. So, I think um, a big part of our USP is is the process that we have to sit down with you know founders, entrepreneurs, uh, small or medium sized business owners in um, niches that are quite difficult to, to unpack and right. help them. And, and ca- you kind of become the bridge to, to the man on the street or their customer base unwittingly sometimes because, um, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not an expert in fintech. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that, um, you know, that collaboration with the customers in, on Google Drive, on Zoom, um, really helps them with their creative process. And sometimes you're yeah. not actually involved in the conversation, Christian. So it's a case of mm. getting all of the stakeholders onto a Zoom call and just asking right. them loaded questions and mm. trying to get them to think about their um, uh, what they want to say in the video. Um, right. You know, they have two minutes. What do they want? Mm. You know, do you want your viewer to understand the organization better? What do you stand for as an organization? Uh, you know, how, how do you feel connected to the business? These, these types of questions we ask our clients, um, really to get to the, you know, to get to the basis of, of solving their, their problem statement. And I think that we just offer that sort of space to do that. Um, and that's not even animation, I think. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. I I mean, I think that that's definitely a great, um, approach, Dylan. And, um, I, I, I believe that this is not only applicable um, in the world of uh, B2B, it's it's probably other um, in, industry categories as well. But do you find more often than not, um, people just tend to like have way too many things to say? Um, <laughs> yeah, they just, you know, you know they, if you tell them like, listen, you've only got like a two minute video or, or I don't know, 90 second or it's less than a minute long, you know, in terms of running time. And they're just tempted to tell their target audience every for sure every single thing about their product like it you know it's it's like down to the most minute detail so i think it's a it's a question of and i think you've um you really hit the nail on the head there it's almost like you know when you get them on that zoom call <clears throat> it's like you're forcing them to come up with a 60 second uh elevator pitch yeah. right like and it's and it's that it's that classic scenario where you say like okay listen you've only got like 40 seconds with this ceo so you've only got 40 seconds to tell him exactly uh, who you are who you are, what you do, and why I should listen to you, right? And, you know, like, I think a big part of it as well is that a lot of these videos end up on the landing pages of organizations. We work with a guy down in um, Miami, Florida recently, and he Mm -hmm. um, has two of our videos on his landing page. Mm -hmm. And I just don't, uh, like, for me, that is the highest uh, praise you can get when somebody, uh, like a, a CEO like that, has your two videos pride of place you know it's like having a trophy on your mantelpiece or something um yes. but that says to me okay well done Dylan. you did your job there because mm. um you know and you've you've helped them through the creative process but it, it's like counseling <laughs> sometimes it's like counseling because you get these guys on the mm. call and they don't know what they want mm. to say and they send you 500 yeah. words word documents pdfs slide decks videos mm. stuff that mm. they did 10 years ago you know these awkward mm. kind of 1980s style 
okay. you know, videos, you're like, oh, dude, like, it's just information overload, you know? I'm shaking yeah, thinking yeah. about eight, eight, it. Yeah, 80-slide PPTs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yes. But it's, yeah. um, yeah, it's, it's I, th- I you know, I think that that is, that is you know, that fil- that filtering process is super important at Animation Explainers and, and you know, myself and Aaron and, and Jess and Hugo are all yeah. working to, to help uh, folks through that process. No, absolutely, and I think um, you know from your uh, from your description in the past couple of minutes, I think you you know you've got a you've got something like an airtight um, system and process in place that helps um, to facilitate um, you know this uh, this process of um, you know uh, clarifying the brief, understanding exactly. the requirements, and helping helping also in part with the ideation, right? Because you know the this you know these ideas aren't like you know. <laughs> It's 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 not it's not an auto download kind of process, right? You, no. you have to you have to go through several. It's a bit of back and forth with iterations and well, so, that's, and so forth, right? Yeah, I mean, you know that. Well, that's what we're up against, Christian. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's you know, Toonly. There's uh, there's a lot of software out there um, yes. that that does that does animation, but yeah. I just it doesn't it doesn't really hit the nail on the head a lot of the time. Right. I mean, you've probably right. seen those kind of whiteboard videos. Or, yes. or you know, folks that kind of use animation, um, yes. and sometimes you just need to go that extra. You know, you need to have mm. that extra bit of personality, mm-hmm. and that's I suppose Absolutely. that's where we come in. You know, yeah, no, um, th- th- that's for sure, and that's and that's certainly where you add value to the process, right? I mean, like, yes, of course, there are softwares and other platforms out there where people can create their own animation videos, but those are probably not your target market, right? Like, if they're going after those. And I don't think so. Um, yeah. But I am aware that you know there is there is software out there, and you can you know you can I think sign up is like thirty forty bucks a month. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I mean you know maybe one day uh, the animation and the software and the AI behind it can can get as clever. Uh, but <laughs> uh, right now it's you know you still need that uh, that space of visual storytelling that I suppose animation explainers offer. Um, yeah. To B two B companies. Yeah, no, exactly. Hey, it's Christian Klepp here. We'll get back to the episode in a second. But first, is your brand struggling to cut through the noise? Are you trying to find more effective ways to reach your target audience and boost sales? Are you trying to pivot your business? If so, book a call with Einblick Consulting. Our experienced consultants will work with you to help your B2B business to succeed and scale. Go to www.einblick.co for more information. Dylan, you know, you brought up a couple of really great points, and they're all kind of like related to this um, this interactive um, process that you have with the clients in terms of like you know um, bringing this um, animated explainer video to life. And you know, <laughs> since you started your company, you've obviously you know got an impressive uh, portfolio and roster of clients, and you've probably at this stage seen it all, right? So what I mean by that is like you've seen you've seen a lot of like people making mistakes. Right. Sure. So, just um, just the, off off the top of your head, what are the five most common mistakes that you see people make when it comes to animated explainer videos, and what can people do to avoid these mistakes? Sure. So, hmm. so the first one would be, I suppose, dismissing the offer. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, it's just, there's, you know, still to this day, Christian, you go on to sales yeah. calls, and um, you know, you're talking to people, and 
sometimes they just don't get it you know and you try mm-hmm. you can sell you can try and sell you can you can speak ab- about your product and your service and how great you mm-hmm. are on your clients and your testimonials mm-hmm. you know but some people just just dismiss your offer and mm-hmm. that's that's fine you know because mm-hmm. we only operate in a certain niche of the market um so that's the first the second is i think at the requirement stage so the requirement stage is where we're kind of gathering all the information into sure. a document um yeah, exactly. That brief stage is very important. And sometimes clients don't give us enough information to execute on the animation. And you kind of have to drag the information out of them. So that's right. the second uh, biggest common mistake. Mm-hmm. The third would be, uh, the, and you probably agree with me on this one, Christian, is, mm-hmm. you know, clients can send you down a cul-de-sac and, you know, they want to change what's already been written in stone at the start of the process. Um, you know, I mean, usually we get it right first time and we try to mm-hmm. limit, you know, these changes at the, at the back end. Yeah. But, you know, I suppose with any sort of creative, um, project, you're always going to, to have, um, changes, um, yes. or revisions. And, you know, I mean, there's only so much software out there that can help you with that, but, um, you know, you've yes. got to try and keep it as transparent as you can, but, uh, you know, mm. there's been many a night where I've been tearing my hair out. Um, yeah, but look, that's just, I suppose it's a part of the journey. The fourth yes, uh, ru- rumors have, uh, reached my ears about this type of scenario. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you've been on the road much longer than me, so you'll, pr- I don't know. Okay. It's, uh, uh, we've got mm. a long way to go, but look, yeah. I, the, the fourth point is, you know, the common mistakes is like, uh, like the point you said before, Christian, um, you mm. know, a lot of CEOs Oh, they complicate things. So it's best to keep mm-hmm. it simple. Uh, mm-hmm. Less is more. And the best yeah. projects are genuinely more simple and they flow better if they're more simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last common mistake would be rushing the process. So, you know, yeah. their clients want the video tomorrow and you're going, but I need three weeks to do it. <laughs> and they go, yeah. I want it on my desk by Friday. And you're kind of, you know, but look, these are, I mean, those are a few mistakes, but, uh, Mm-hmm. You know, you're always going to have those sorts of roadblocks, I suppose, when, when you know, running a creative agency. Yeah. No, no. I mean, those are th- those are really great points. And uh, yes, um, <laughs> I've uh, I, I totally understand what you're talking about, because I've I've gone through I've gone through this with clients um, in the past myself. And uh, I, I would you say that it's also a question of um, perhaps education is not the right word, but like it's just to give them an appreciation for lead time because you know sometimes it's also uh, it's also a question of clients not really understanding um the length of time it would take to put something like an animated explainer video together yeah for sure i mean like you know yeah. you look back 10 years ago christian mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know you, you are looking at like two or three months uh, lead time on a project like this i mean animation oh, yeah. is it's it's an art form in its own it's an own right and it's only because of you know the adobe suite and the technology that we have in 2020 um, yeah. you know, and, and, and the rendering processes and having the right servers and such that, the, you know, that takes the, the, the time, um, down a significant amount, but, um, yeah. I, I, you know, sometimes clients are, they, they, they don't know if it's going to take months or it's going to take weeks, but on average for animation right. explainers, it takes <laughs> about a month, about three weeks to a month per video. Yeah. So we're pretty proud of that, you know. Um, yeah. Obviously, if there's changes and revisions, 
um there's a bit of back and forth and it can take a little bit longer but you know the um the software is always getting better and and the you know the adobe suite we use uh mm. they're constantly innovating and bringing out new versions so you know it's it's definitely something that a lot of uh, companies don't see as as a way to communicate but they certainly can in 2020 yeah 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 and, and and to be perfectly honest with you dylan i mean like three weeks is a pretty like you know so that's a that's pretty impressive i mean that's a, that's good that's really good in terms of lead time i i'd say so i mean you know obviously um you know when you look at the market you have obviously you have the you know the um the softwares that we were talking about you can pay you know 30 or 40 sure. quid and you kind of do it yourself mm-hmm. using their mm-hmm. software and that's that that's you know the one segment of the market and then you have us in the middle kind of um you know well priced uh quality decent lead mm-hmm. time three to four weeks but then you also have these creative agencies um yes. you know there's a load of them around toronto i'd say whereby yeah. you know um the quality is probably 10 times better than animation explainers however you'd be waiting around three or four months for the delivery of the project yeah and well, you're probably paying like you're probably paying like i don't know like twenty thousand dollars you know yeah, yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. it's just i suppose it's just where you where you place yourself in that market but uh, it's it's an extremely exactly. interesting space to be in no that, i mean that's for sure uh that, that's for sure and i mean it's uh it's probably going to continue to grow because um and i think we're we're going to talk about that in a second um you know in terms of like um uh it's going to grow because of the way that um people are um you know you can call it digesting or consuming content online mm-hmm. right so okay um Dylan, we're not going to talk about the coronavirus or the pandemic, but what we are going to talk about is that Thank you know, God. clearly, clearly <laughs> this is a clearly this is a year for the books. Um, uh-huh. We've 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 gone through an awful lot of uh, changes, and you know every every sector that I can think about across the global economy <clears throat> has witnessed some kind of disruption, right? So at least in your area or in your field, like what kind of changes have you seen in the past couple of months? And let's try to look at this from a more constructive perspective. All right. Sure. So how, so how do you think these changes, if, if you've noticed any, um, will have a positive effect um, in your area of expertise for years to come? For sure. So I think, um, I think a lot of people are using our videos now to emulate what it is like to meet face to face with somebody. Mm. Um, so, you know, obviously we're used to kind of pitching and selling and going out and meeting people, Christian. Right. Uh, a lot of industries and a lot of people in the States, uh, in the UK, uh, in mainland Europe, they don't have that forum anymore to meet somebody face to face, you know, to shake somebody by the hand. And, um, you know, and, and that's an expression right. of, of, you know, their personality so I think what's happening is people are coming to us and they're looking for a way to kind of bridge that gap. And I think that these these videos, if done correctly, with the right with the right voiceover, the right music, the right message, the right tone, the right style, you can make it a little bit more personal. I mean, it's never going to be the same as meeting somebody face to face at a conference, no, right? Not, Exchanging yeah. business cards, you know, and, and you know, you have your pitch, I have mine, but. You know, it just goes that little bit further, um, mm-hmm. you know, for a sales team, I think, than a written email or maybe a testimonial video. So yeah. I think that that is a really positive um, 
that's a really big positive for us this year. I mean, our sales are, are okay. Obviously, like mm-hmm. like most companies in March, we had a we had a wobble. A few clients uh, dropped off the deep end, but mm-hmm. you know, since April onwards, it's it's not been too bad. So, mm. you know, if anything, I think the you know the situation we're in um, has definitely aided our our growth this year. So, mm. um, you know, we're just trying to keep our heads down and and do do good work. Uh, you know, produce great great quality content and and mm-hmm. keep working our way to that blue chip client hopefully one day it happens yeah <laughs> no indeed indeed it's, it, it's like that saying on that poster or sticker you know you just keep calm and carry on right? exactly so well yeah. it feels like wartime it, right it does yeah. feel like wartime right now well yeah i mean like you know we're all at home we're hunkering down and uh, I'm, I'm sure it's the same over where you are but you know here in canada it's uh, you know mm-hmm. winter's just around the corner so we're probably spending more time indoors um anyway than we were the rest of the year yeah and um you know you brought so many great points um uh dylan and um and, and it's probably also because you know um because of the fact that there are, there are no in-person events at the moment or people aren't really going and meeting each other face to face and they're turning to these um, you know, virtual meetings, um, online sure. platforms, and, and and using that in, in instead, because, you know, at the end of the day, even if you can't meet somebody in person, you still got to like, um, you know, your, your business still has to function, you still have to go out and close some sales. And you know, what better way to do that than online, because it, it saves you on um, travel time, and you know, the hassle of actually physically showing up at, uh, to an event. Although, you know, it, 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 that, that can be a nice thing, too, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, like, for example, um, you know, the big uh, tech event here in Toronto was Collision. And, you know, that, that was all moved online uh, this year. And um, that clearly didn't feel the same, right? How did it work online? Well, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a virtual event, really. Okay. And um, it, it was all, um, you know, it was run on an online platform. And uh, you choose basically which breakout room you want to go into. And you just, you're just directed to that breakout room, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, I think, you know, it's it's one of those, I mean... Um, the last event I was in was in the um, XL Arena down in London, and it was actually in February, mm-hmm. right, just before the COVID yeah. kicked off. Yeah. Um, but you know, I kind of wonder—I don't know whether it was just me or I just wonder how mm-hmm. much business is done for SME guys in places like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think for the big for the big firms, you know, for the big gaming firms that were there, yeah. it was kind of like mm-hmm. a show of you know showcase. But for for, yeah. for guys like like us, I just I wonder, um, is there is there more of an efficient way of doing it? Is there you know, a, you know less is there less spend of going and traveling to these events of mm-hmm. you know paying for your ticket, um, yeah. you know spending two or three days running around like a headless chicken with business cards, yeah. you know I don't know um, maybe, yeah. uh, maybe I'm being a bit pessimistic, but. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, not at all. I mean, like, uh, you, you know, not at all, Dylan. I think you're just highlighting realities that were already there pre-pandemic. Um, and, sure. you know, they, they just came um, floating to the top, if I may use that description, um, of something that was that, that, that people have done before because, you know, that's the way that business was always conducted. And now, you know, looking, looking at it, it's probably like um, a, a practice that needs to probably move with the times. And, you know, what mm-hmm. better way for SMEs to... Um, continue to do outreach and generate leads than to then to go online exactly no that, and that's yeah, that, right. yeah that's true yeah so 
I mean, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but like, let, let's let's expand on that a bit further. But why do you think companies are choosing animation um, to explain their product offering? So, you know, it's a sad fact of life, and I don't know whether it's millennials, Christian, because we're blamed for a lot of things. <laughs> but, but you know, a it's lot all, of us. It's all, it's all the millennials' fault. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> but we don't have. Well, I know my peers, and I know my friends. A lot of them don't have the patience to sit down and read a company's website. Yeah. Uh, and I think the preference to seeing a short animated video on their landing yeah. page, in a lot of cases, can explain a lot of what the text is trying to explain. And you right. can do that within 60 seconds to two minutes in length. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's why. I, th- I, think, yeah. I just think that people... People don't have the patience, the time to digest. Maybe they're getting too much information. And, um, you know, these videos are are a short way to to kind of target their message in a more concise manner. Exactly. And I mean, you know, I think we've we've all read these um, these reports uh, that were conducted by um, all these um, these big research companies. And, uh, you know, short of stating the obvious, um, in terms of at least online content, I mean, video um, has exploded, right? Mm-hmm. So people are digesting more video content than ever before, and they're using it. They're using it not just to promote their own companies, but they're using it in their messaging. Like for example, on LinkedIn, people are sending video messages now instead of like text messages, right? So yeah, it's so, uh, and the stories is a new one as well. You see the Instagram right. stories. I haven't actually tried that myself yet, but yeah, it no, feels exactly. it feels mm-hmm. kind of Facebooky though. It does. It does. Um, yeah, you, you're referring to the, the, the LinkedIn stories too, right? Um, yeah, yeah, you know the ones at the top. Uh, I don't know yes. if you can get them on your desktop, but you can get them on your mobile. But I think... Yeah, yeah, you can get definitely... them on desktop as far as I know. But like, yeah, on, on your mobile device for sure. We'll have to check that out. That might be a, a nice avenue to try and get a bit of exposure for, for, you know, for some animation. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You should try that out. So... Um, we spoke. You've spoken um, a, a little bit about it already uh, earlier, but like you know, let's let's narrow it down to like uh, one thing for each category. So name one thing that people should start, and one thing that people should stop doing when it comes to animated explainer videos. Sure. Um, so one thing people should start doing, and it's something that we overlooked for a long time, but then we yeah. brought in a professional scriptwriter to help mm-hmm. us fine tune the scripts. Mm-hmm. Um, but the written word is one of the most powerful things in life, in my opinion. And yep. taking the time to craft a well-written and thoughtful script at the start of the process mm-hmm. is the key foundation to any animation project. Um, so I think yeah. that's what people should start doing. And, and people do mm-hmm. certainly overlook that right now. Yeah. I think people should stop uh, those whiteboard videos. <laughs> I thought you liked them. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I, I think to just put it in politically correct terms, it's probably like you know uh, the you know the animated explainer video space, like other spaces, is um you know naturally evolving to another exactly. level. And 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 perhaps it would be correct to say that the the whiteboard effect is something that's um, you know it's, it's slowly, be- slowly becoming obsolete. So people should probably think about using 
um, other other mediums or other types of effects. And there's so many out there that are so much better, right? Yeah, I look, you know, the, the whiteboard, the whiteboard video trend, in my opinion, kind of lasted yeah. from 2015 to 2016. Um, and and I suppose, yeah, look, the things have moved on in that space. And you can see if you take a look at some of the work in our portfolio, Christian, some of the work, recent yeah. work that we've done, um, it's, you know, some of the work is second to none. And mm. uh, it takes the same amount of time, right? You know, two to three yes. weeks as a whiteboard or you can you can get a nice bespoke video from animation explainers. Mm hmm. No, it, that, that that's exactly right. And you know, I've I, again, this is probably the third time I'm bringing this up, but like, um, I, I, I've I've seen your work, and it's it's definitely like amazing, right? Awesome. I mean, it 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 definitely will. I mean, this this type of quality of work will sit well on um, any um you know website landing page, or you know, the, even the sales teams can use it, you know, as opposed to just you know bring uh, you know showing a PPT deck um to their prospects, they can. They, they can just uh, play your video. Exactly. That's, yeah, man, that, and that's kind of, that's key. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, there's, there's, a, you know, there's many different ways to use them. Uh, and I think the sales team is definitely one of them. Yeah, no, that's for sure. That's for sure. Um, Dylan, this has been such an incredibly insightful and engaging session. So thanks so much for coming on and sharing. Um, so last but not least, but what's the best way for people out there to connect with you? Um, the carrier pigeon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I, I, I thought we were. I thought we were talking about updating our, <laughs> upgrading our technology. Well, I, I am on the Isle of Man, Christian. You know, it's a it's a long way away, um, from yes. you know any sort of normal human life. Um, <laughs> no. So basically, you know, you can catch me at Dylan D Y L A N. Uh, at animationexplainers.com. Um, and also, you know, we do have a presence in Toronto. So Jess, Jess uh, O'Neill is based there. Um, hopefully I can get back to Toronto, um, you know, when the travel restrictions are lifted next year. Um, yeah, for sure. Or, you know, you can visit our website as well, animationexplainers.com. Excellent. Um, Dylan, once again, great session. Thanks Brilliant. again for your time. And, you know, um, do give us a ring when you... When you find yourself in this part of the world, hopefully when um, all of this is over and, uh, you know, take care, be safe, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Christian. All right. Take care. Bye now. Bye now. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the B2B Marketers on a Mission podcast. To learn more about what we do here at Einblick, please visit our website at www.einblick.co and be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast player.